John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltika, Ed. And this is the High Gain Podcast, John. This is the High Gain Podcast, and we're doing it. Are you in beautiful West Seattle, like me? I am once again in beautiful West Seattle in my basement, and it's uh, kind of a nice day out. Yeah, yeah. I just moved my desk around, so it's facing a different way, and it's got like this whole, it's got a whole different vibe right now, and I'm kind of feeling it. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty good to have the good vibes. Yeah. It's good when you're vibing, John. They are in short demand these days. Yeah. All those cats down there in Texas. <laughs> oh, my God. That's kind of a clusterfuck down there. It maybe is. Privatization. Let the market decide, John. Yeah. The market will decide if you want heat. And what the market has decided is you do not want heat. No. But you want to pay $17,000 a month for heat. That's right. Yeah. So with all of that going on, I thought we might keep a thought in mind this week for our friends down in Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm on a straight line when the man comes around. And he's got lines in the suit. And he's coming to make his move. Beverages. Beverages. <laughs> that song is very in John's wheelhouse. Yeah. And I should know what it is. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. That is our good friends in Spoon. <sighs> yep. That's a song called Lines in the Suit. I did know that. I own that album. You know, Ed, you don't have very many good answers today. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. I totally heard the song and I was going back to 70s, like Elvis Costello y kind of. Oh, like, no. It threw me the wrong way. 
But you know what I do have, John? A beverage? I have very, very little coffee left. I have almost no coffee, and I have a tea biscuit. You know, one of those little, like, English tea cookie kind of thing. That sounds wonderfully dainty. Yeah, and I have a root beer, and I think it's like some Portland root beer company that I can't remember, and I left the bottle upstairs. Nice. So I'm batting like zero today for information. You're doing great, Ed. (laughs) You know what I've got? Nope. (laughs) I've got an honest tea, organic, half tea, half lemonade. Oh. It bills itself as being just a tad sweet. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds good. Fair trade organic tea is in here. Cane sugar is in here. Yeah. Where are these dudes? I would not be surprised if that shit's out of Jersey. Wouldn't surprise me one bit, John. Bethesda, Maryland. That's... Yeah, close enough. You know, I said East Coast. (laughs) Maryland's kind of East Coasty, right? It is East Coasty. Yeah. Yeah. They got the blue crabs. Oh, sure. Yeah. Great. Good for them. Yeah. Probably for another couple of years, and then those will probably all be gone, you know? Guess what I got here, Ed? <laughs> Sounds like a real brighty guitar. Man, that thing's, I don't mind saying, Ed, a little bit of a ripper. This is a Collings guitar. Have we done? We have not. We have never done a Collings. You know, they're one of those brands that I'm kind of like, oh, yeah? Question mark? Well, let's see if we can't flesh out that picture in Ed's mind just a little more today. Please, John, please. That sound right there. Yeah? You're verging into shellac territory right there. That thing's nice. Yeah. So, Collings is named after a guy named Bill Collings. Oh, no. 2017, we lost Bill. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, he had cancer. That's no good. Is the company still around? Are they still cranking out guitars? 10-4. Yeah, they are. Great. Our man Bill is from Cleveland, Ohio, originally. That's where he was born. I graduated from high school in Mentor, which is a sleepy suburb of beautiful Cleveland. Yeah, here's to Mentor. Yeah. He grew up in a family of engineers, actually, and kind of sciencey people, and had himself an aptitude for that. And his family decided that, you know, you need to go into something suitably respectable. He ended up in med school. Oh. That was not for him. So he dropped out of med school and got a job in a machine shop. That's a little switch from med school to machinist, but I like it. Yeah. He built his first guitar about the same time. He was at that machine shop for five years. But he got restless, Ed, as kids do, the young kids. Sure. It was the early 70s. There was all kinds of partying to do. There were roller discos. There were make-your-own-iron-on-t-shirt stores. There was no end to possibilities, wouldn't you say? I think so, yeah. I mean, sure. You could go to med school. (laughs) You could machine some stuff. Yeah. You could do drugs, get high. Yeah. Be a rock and roller. 
Exactly. I would probably go that route. I think Bill probably did all of that. Cool. But by 1975, alas, it's time to get the hell out of Ohio. He relocates to Houston, Texas. Are Spoon from Texas? They are from Austin, Texas, Ed. (laughs) See, sometimes I put things together like in a weird order, but okay, cool. I think you're starting to get this. Yeah, I'm figuring out this game we play. Three years in, but I'm finally (laughs) getting it. Awesome. He becomes an engineer at a pipeline and oil field equipment company, Ed, Mm -hmm. in 1975, and starts building acoustic guitars at night. He's so mechanically inclined, it turns out he's pretty good at it. Yeah. Moved to Texas in the mid to late 70s. I picture... If you're in the oil industry, even as a machinist or something, you're probably kind of rolling in money. I bet he was doing all right. That's just a guess. I wonder what year Dallas came out, the TV show. Oh, Patrick Duffy. Yes. You know that guy, Patrick Duffy? Great. (laughs) Dallas came out in 1978. Isn't that something? In 1978, he sells an acoustic guitar to a local guy playing in bars, playing songs. And based on that, he gets several more orders until another player, local Houston guy, sees it and contacts him and says, I have a Martin that needs a fret job. Do you work on guitars? And Collings was like, yeah, bring it by. I'll do the fret job for you. So he brings it by. And while our man Bill is doing the fret job for this cat, they're talking, shooting the shit. And eventually the musician ends up won over by the quality of these acoustics. And he ordered Collings Acoustic Guitar number 39, just the 39th one that he'd ever built. That man, Ed? Yeah. Lyle Lovett. Oh, sure. I know that guy. Yeah. Was he married to Julia Roberts? Yes, he was for, I think, less than three years. Mr. Julia Roberts. That's right. Lyle Roberts, I think. (laughs) Right? Lyle Roberts. Exactly right. As soon as Lyle gets his hands on one and gets himself a career, the brand recognition for Bill and calling his guitars starts to increase. Sure. You get that bump. So he plans on relocating out to Southern California, you know, where all those other cats are in the early 80s. Jackson, Charvel, everybody, right? Right. He wants to go out there and be a part of that scene, but... He stops in on a pal along the way in Austin, Texas, and just kind of never left. Okay. And that's where Collings ends up, Austin, Texas. Austin seems like a cool town. Yes. Home of Spoon, the band Spoon. Have you heard of those guys? I I have heard of Spoon. They're pretty good. Yeah. I think Austin, you know, it's like Athens, Georgia. Yeah. You know, like, oh God, I wouldn't want to move to Georgia But then you go like, well, Athens, that might be cool. If I think Texas, fuck, I don't want to move to Houston or Dallas. But Austin, yeah. Exactly. I think the same way about any number of places. It seems like every state has something like that, wouldn't you say? No. What's a state that doesn't have that? Are you going to make me say it? What? You're going to move to fucking Jackson, Mississippi? Oh, 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 no, 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 I am not. No, I'm, oh, yeah, jeez. What's what's the cool hip city in Mississippi? That's a trick question, John. I have heard that Oxford, Mississippi is pretty cool. (laughs) You, really, that's a thing you've heard. People are just like, oh, Oxford, Mississippi, it's rad. People could just be blowing smoke right up my ding-dong. About Mississippi. 
That's right. No one has ever said one decent thing to me about Mississippi in my life. <laughs> Once our man Bill Collings gets to Austin, Texas with Collings Guitars, home of Spoon, he gets an unusual commission from George Groon. Do you know that name? Nope. George Groon is probably the most renowned guitar collector, seller, and historian. He's written a book called Groon's Guide to Vintage Guitars. I totally know that, yes. He's that guy. Totally. He commissions Collings to build 25 acoustic guitars so he can put the Groon name on the headstock. That's how much he thinks of the work that Bill's doing. I'm into it. Yeah, he gets so much press from that that magazines, other shops start getting in touch with Collings. Where can I get these guitars? He only made 25 for Groon, but the people want the guitars now. So much so that he hires his first employee in 1989 and starts putting his own name on the headstock of the guitars. 75 to 79, you said when he sold that guitar, it was like number 39. Yeah. That feels like a lot of guitars. He was making himself some guitars, yeah. And he cranked out 25, you just said, for Groon? Yes. Seems like a lot. Yeah, well, it is a lot, and he was very good at it. I watched some videos after his passing, people just kind of recalling him as a kind of mad genius. Like, he could just figure out how stuff needed to be built. And then on top of that, he was highly skilled at it. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if he could maybe do it better, faster on some occasions than some people. Cool. In 1991, he buys his own shop. He had been sharing space with a couple of other guys up until that point. Up until this point, Ed, it's only been the acoustic guitars, the Collings acoustic guitars. Right, right. So in 99, he introduces mandolins. But I think the biggest jump he probably took, and so we're going to jump ahead too, is to 2006. At Summer Nam in Nashville, he introduces electric guitars. All right. He introduces the I-35, which is apparently named for some sort of Austin arterial road. Oh, funny. Yeah. A 335-type body, although not as wide and overall smaller. What year did you say this is? 2006. Okay. The CL? Yeah. City Limits. Austin City Limits. I know about that. That's a thing. Exactly. The 290, which is also a highway. Okay on which the factory is actually located. There was also the 360, which I hold in my hand, similar to a Les Paul, but it's thinner than a Les Paul, and it's lighter. Dude, this thing is super light. Is it? Seven pounds, maybe? Nice. I don't really picture it as Les Pauly, but I guess, yeah. It's probably the weird mix of hardware on the thing that kind of freaks me out. There are so many players that like the Les Paul. You know, they might want something different, but in their mind, they like Les Pauls. They might not say it, but they do. He wanted to bring his own thing to it. I think he did. He started with a Les Paul shape, single cutaway kind of thing, horked it so it's kind of offset, put the lower horn farther down the neck, and made it a little smaller. It's got a really kind of sleek look to it, this thing. That's what I mean by I don't picture it like a Les Paul. It's just different enough. When you did that jump to 2007, yeah, it reminded me a lot of the Baronick story where he had been deep, deep into the acoustic game, and then he just switched. Right. 
you know, I don't know if the calling story is going to go similarly, where it feels like Berenik's electrics just sort of caught fire. People love that stuff. I got the sense that Berenik couldn't have even guessed at the reception he would get. Totally. And then the other thing. Sure. This thing has that Jazzmaster style bridge on it. Yeah. Last week, we talked about the buzz stop on the Nash guitar, right? Right. You can totally hear the sound coming off the bridge of this thing. That's so funny because I heard it and I was like, I wonder if it can hear that. It totally jumped out at me. It's the funny thing with the Nash where that buzz stop, I bet it feels more solid, which I would like. But then losing that sound that the Collings had, man, I don't know if it's worth it. All that stuff. Yeah, but just when you were playing like open chords and just hitting a chord, you can hear it chime in the background. There you go, right at the end. Yeah, starting from the middle. Is that the 1981? It is. Should I turn it off? Yeah, maybe do it without the 81 for just a sec. Sure. Yeah. Oh, did you hear that ring at the end? Sounds great. Nick. That's toned down, right? Yeah, to hear how necky we can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So put it back in the middle. Feels like about a C neck, nothing too baseball batty. Rosewood fretboard. This particular example has what's called dog hair finish on it. Yeah. If you had a mahogany guitar and you're planning on putting a clear coat on it, you have to put this stuff called grain filler in it. It's just this stuff you can buy that kind of clogs the pores of the wood so that when you put the finish on it, it soaks into the wood and dries evenly across the entire body. Yeah. In this case, they used a colored grain filler, kind of like whitish gray. Yeah. And then I guess they stained the guitar black and then put the clear coat on top of it. Yep. So what you get is this essentially black guitar with glowing wood grain from where all that pore filler is. And it's gorgeous. It's the thing where John was like, oh, what should we do? And that guitar's cool looking. You know, there's a lot of that thing of like, I don't know if it's exactly what I would want, but it's neat. Aside from the look of it, which I've just described, the 2P90's tone and volume and the mastery bridge and trim, the way this thing is put together, it's a set neck. Uh, you know the kind of sound we like to hear out of Les Paul Jr.'s when you find a really good example, that kind of bite or that growl? With the P90's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I put the 1981 back on and... Yep. That. Man, this makes my list. Yeah? Yeah, it does. I really dig the hardware configuration, the mastery bridge. And then, you know, it doesn't have the lead circuit. It doesn't have all the Jazzmaster shit. Yeah. It's just got those P90s, but then Jazzmaster bridge. I'm into it. 
I don't think that would be the color I would get, the finish. No? Something plainer. I'm a man of the people, John. You know that. I'm not a fancy boy. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing, John? What are you doing? I recently picked up a little Beat Buddy Mini 2 pedal. <laughs> beat Buddy. Yeah, you put the Beat Buddy at the end of your chain on your pedal board and you can dial up all kinds of beats. It's your Beat Buddy, Ed. The back of this neck is highly figured and has toner on it, so it's got that kind of vintagey look to it. Okay. The thing that's cool is that the neck is natural going into the body, which is pretty cool for something that is a set neck. Yeah. Do you custom order these or are they another deal where it's like you just go to a dealer and get what they have? Good question. I don't know. I don't know how that goes with them. As of 2012, they had about 85 employees. Wow. I don't really know what to think of that because in 2017, Bill died, right? Right. And now we're in the COVID times. And now the whole state of Texas is under boil water snow bullshit. So I'm sure not all of those 85 people are still there or working. Yeah. I don't know what that does to the ordering of instruments. Yeah. But we wish our buddies down there at Collings well. All of Texas. All of Texas. Yeah. Even our friends in Mississippi, we wish nothing but the best. Yes. And in the case of Mississippi, when I say I wish them the best, it means I wish they would leave the state. (laughs) The best thing that someone living in Mississippi could do for themselves is leave Mississippi. Here we go. These are facts, John. I would not argue with the facts. (laughs) Good. You know, you asked me a while ago how many instruments Bill was making because it seemed like he made those 25 for George Groom pretty quickly. Right. As of that 2012 with those 85 employees, how long would it take them, Ed, to make a group of instruments comprised of seven acoustics, three electrics, two mandolins, and two ukuleles? 14 instruments. I would think 14 instruments they could make as fast as the glue could set. You know, like you can't speed some things up by putting more bodies on the problem. Yeah, I don't know. How long would it take to make an acoustic guitar? If someone just did that, could they bang it out in two weeks? I don't know. Like a month to make an acoustic? I don't know. They were making that group, I will repeat, seven acoustics, three electrics, two mandolins, and two ukuleles every day. Cool. But that just means that they had a pile of acoustics in progress. And so like every day someone was putting the finishing touches on seven acoustics or whatever. But you know, they didn't start them that morning and finish them that night. And then they have to go to paint and lacquer takes time to cure and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Come on. But yeah, that's the gist of it. Yeah. Eventually they would get rid of the ukulele stuff in 2014 and start a new venture of simpler Depression-era acoustic guitar designs. You know, if you've ever seen, like, photos or movies from the time. Yeah. Uh, acoustic guitars were smaller, almost like parlory, kind of very simple affairs. I'm super into that. That's cool. Yeah. Really utilitarian. And you can get them today. They're sold under the Waterloo name. And they are 
equally high-end. Are they imports or? No. In fact, they are also handmade one at a time in Austin, Texas. I've seen these Waterloos and they're rad. Yeah, Uncle Frank has some. They are super cool. They've got that matte, flat finish. Yeah, I like the black one. Yeah, a lot. You asked if they were imports. One thing that Bill set out early as a premise and never changed, you'll be happy to know, Ed. Yeah. He wanted to never make a guitar overseas and wanted to never make a, quote, budget model. Love it. Handmade in America, and that's just how that was going to be. Yeah. And that's how it still is today. Waterloo, I'm on their artist page. Uh huh. You know, you've got your Jeff Tweedies and your Father John Misties and your St. Vincent's. And yep. Yeah. Holy shit. That electric being on your list, I could see one of these Waterloos making my list ahead of one of the Callings electrics. I could probably see that too. You know about the musician Prince? You know him? That Prince guy? Yeah, I'm familiar. Oh, what happened? The last show he played, he was playing uh, Collings. Wow. I don't know if it was an electric or an acoustic. Maybe some uh, enterprising viewer can tell us. And you are not implying that these guitars are cursed and that if you play one, you will die. I am not. Yeah. I wasn't so sure what the deal was. I didn't know if they were imported either. I didn't know how much was assembly line or what. I just had never bothered to check them out that closely. Right. And then once I picked this thing up and dug into the Bill Collins story, it's every bit as true as anything you're going to read, that these things are just put together like nobody's business. Yeah. There are some quotes that say that Bill was kind of an exacting person. <laughs> I saw a video with a guy who is now a senior luthier at Collings, and he said, I spent the first two years just muttering to myself, please don't come over here, please don't come over here, please don't come over here. <laughs> I guess he had a knack for just coming over and seeing immediately what needed to be done a different way. The flaw. Yeah, he was that guy. Yeah. But apparently, in combination with that, he was just a wonderful guy. Everybody seems to have really liked that guy. R.I.P. Bill. R.I.P. Bill Collings, 2017. He probably wouldn't have liked to see this bullshit down in Texas. I just saw a tweet came across my screen here. Some guy getting a $16,000 utility bill. God. It's a good thing Rick Perry, who deregulated Texas, wasn't in charge of energy policy for the U.S. for the last four years. Yep. <laughs> Going to the outro, John. Going to the outro, John. Oh, yeah. The outro segment. People can find us places, Ed. Did you know that? I did. People are finding us on the Patreon. Oh. Patreon.com slash the high gain. Yeah, hey, special welcome to all the new Patreoners. We even got one that paid in those fancy British pounds. Yeah, I think that's like real money. <laughs> like, we can do stuff with that. I think we can, yeah. We can buy some more tea cakes. I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Mainly LinkedIn. If you want to go to at the high gain, and you can only go to one place because your internet box only works for, you know, a little bit at a time. Yep. Go to Instagram, check us out. We would love to have you. Absolutely. Leave a review on iTunes. We'd love it. Man, and with that, Ed, I think that is super successful. Good job, John. Good job, Ed. Bye. Okay, bye, Ed. <laughs>